And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Mythbits. You made an excellent choice. G'day from SA. This is Tim here with episode 219 of the World of Mythbits. And backing on the uh, review episode, which was uh, the most recent episode that I recorded, um, and what a bumper edition of the podcast that was, thanks to uh, a double month edition of uh, the amazing World of Myth magazine, um, I thought that we might make the theme for, uh, for this podcast... Um, movie reviews. I've I've seen a couple of movies recently, and I noticed in the uh, the magazine edition in the review section. I don't think there was a movie review this time, so uh, I thought I'd add my own. And um, I'm home with the kids today, so if they do get up in time and they do come in and join me, the, they may be uh, special guests as part of the podcast as well. So, uh, so we'll see. We'll uh, we'll wait and see, see uh, what fate has in store. But before we get into that, I thought I would just double check with Steph away uh, on leave, supposedly resting. Um, I uh, I hit up our co-chair uh, David K Montoya to see if there was anything that uh, that he wanted mentioned for housekeeping. So just scrolling through, here we go. So off the top, number one from Dave, Dark Myth Publications. Michael McGee's book is a little delayed due to the publisher. Um, So it is expected to be released next Tuesday, April 18th. So that's pretty exciting, Michael. Uh, Michael McGee, a new book for for MythMart from uh, from Dark Myth Publications. And um, I'm pretty excited too. I've been working with uh, with Dave and with Steph on uh, on my own book, The Neighbour, that that should be coming out very, very soon. And that reminds me, straight after the podcast, I need to knuckle down and get uh, get a few jobs done, uh, a few uh, loose ends tied regarding that project. So that's going to be my um, my focus for today, is getting onto that. Uh, but we've got to work through housekeeping first. So on to number two, Dark Myth Comics, American Smash, issue number six, has been completed. Woohoo! Uh, great stuff, Dave and the team behind Dark Myth Comics. Um, ending the 23-year writing team of Alan Rosso and Dave Montoya. Moving forward, Dave will be writing issues 7 through to 12, and it is expected that Kevin Hoskinson will pick up the writing duties on issue 13. Ooh, so that's pretty exciting. Um, but 23 years of writing together the writing team of uh, David K. Montoya and Alan Rosso. So, uh, very cool, but a bit sad too. Um, yeah, so thank you, Alan, for uh, for amazing efforts 
and well done Dave um taking on issues 7 through to 12 solo by the themes uh super exciting to see where you take it and then Kevin coming on board for um for issue 13 which is can, sounding kind of cool uh the Jzo modcast network season 7 of the highly popular show my life as an american nerd is expected to return on may 9th that's kind of cool um also the network has restarted our audio advertisement campaign the new listing is as follows $35 will get you 100 plays I reckon that's 35 US will get you 100 plays downloads for one month the audio ad will be played on each of the network shows which is 5 once the ad hits 101 plays downloads you only pay 10 cents per download thereafter so that sounds like a pretty good deal most of 2023 is already filled and only has one slot left open. So if you're keen, make sure that you get on to uh, Dave straight away. Um, yeah, the great opportunity to promote, 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 promote. And it's all about self-promotion, promoting your product, but also promoting yourself as a, uh, a poet, artist, writer, creator, um, very, very important. Then the World of Myth magazine will be changing mediums following April's issue, after which the magazine will go on a short hiatus. While we ask for continued submissions through the months, on September 24th, it will return in a new e-reader format, able to be read on any tablet or phone. Plus, we will be offering each issue in a print version as well, which is super duper exciting. I reckon that is very cool, and I get a feeling, maybe, 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 um, I mean, this is me just sort of grabbing at straws in the dark uh, with my eyes closed, but maybe the first uh, e-reader print edition, um, maybe October, Halloween style, um, that could kind of suit Dark Myth Publishing, couldn't it? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it might not happen. Uh, it might be me just sort of hoping and wishing and thinking and... Um, yeah, not sure. But uh, yeah, the, that's kind of cool. So, uh, September 24th. So, um, there will be the, um, the... Sorry, September 24th, of course. The first print edition um, e-reader format which is kind of cool, but yes, um, it sort of opens my mind to the thinking that there will be possibly a print edition this October uh, with a bit of a Halloween theme, which I think is kind of cool. Looking back on the, um, the last Halloween or October cover, um, yeah, I reckon it will look like a pretty, pretty cool uh, print edition um, yeah, I, th I think, uh, good things, good things. So with the print edition, we will not know the price until the issue is assembled because of course you don't know how many submissions there are going to be, um, how the layout is going to work, um, that sort of thing. Uh, contributors are still asked to still submit their work on the 15th of every month or before the 15th of, uh, of the month of publication as we want to be ahead of the game once the magazine returns in September. So, remember, 
continue to submit even while the magazine is on hiatus. Uh, and I don't know what um, Dave and Steph will do, whether they'll, um, they'll keep a backlog of submissions to fill the September, October, November, December, um, or whether they do bi-monthly or um, what, what the actual plan is moving forward. But I think it's exciting. It's a, a very exciting opportunity. Uh, it'll mean, I believe it'll mean that there'll be no more website to actually look at. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm keen to, to find out, keen to see um, how it all looks. Definitely, and how it all turns out. Uh, the Open Contract Challenge. There are only 13 days left to submit your pictures. Um, that's probably even less now. The uh, remember it's the end of April. The final day of April is the final day submit to submit. Uh, and we have rejection insurance and a wild card still in play to help the contestants get closer to the grand prize. So if you have an idea, regardless of what that idea is, poetry book, um, novella, um, and a full novel, um, comic book. Uh, any any idea whatsoever? There's there's no restrictions on what can and cannot be considered, what cannot can and cannot be accepted. Uh, I know I'm in. I I've popped popped my pitch in. My fingers are crossed. My my fingers are aching for uh, from how long they've been crossed. Um, but good luck to everybody. Good luck to all the submissions. Um. Uh, I, for one, threw my hat in the ring without really considering um, the uh, the concept of uh, of the um, submission insurance. Uh, so um, I would thoroughly recommend. I mean, that's what I do with uh, with a lot of things. Uh, jump in and then scratch my head after and go. Mm, I probably should have. Uh, but yeah, but by all means, check it out. See if it's right for you. Um, you could be like me, throw caution to the wind, or you could give it a crack and give yourself um, probably more of a fighting chance. But yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see how it all turns out. Uh, fingers crossed, and good luck to uh, to everybody. And then the board of directors have started plans for a possible convention for November. That's super exciting. That's very, very, very cool. Um, I know that Dark Myth publishing has been involved with many 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 um conventions in the past uh so yeah hopefully that that works out works out well um and um gets really well supported because uh yeah hopefully they get some big names to uh to appear and um yeah hopefully it's something that uh that will kick off again hopefully it's something that will um will build momentum and uh yeah hopefully it'll be a uh, a great little money spinner for uh, for the company too because being an independent publishing company is hard like it's um yeah it's you do it for the love uh, and you hope for the money um because the only way that a company can continue is if it can stay profitable uh, and that's the only way that um, these sort of projects 
that uh like more books calendars um the t-shirts the anthologies the the different things that uh, that dark myth publishing was doing um yes it's uh you you need to have that turnover so that you can keep investing in the business so that you can um so it doesn't drain your own personal account your own life and uh that sort of thing so uh if we can can we please support as uh in any way possible um and on that note make sure that you jump on mythmart make sure that you check out the the different books um different uh different items great uh, great variety of t-shirts that are available there as well um yeah the there's lots going on lots coming up um i'm thrilled to be working with the team on my own book my children's book the neighbor which will hopefully be coming out soon um uh, very exciting to uh this is my first experience with um working with a company to publish a book um yeah and i'm really really enjoying it i uh i can't wait to see the end result but i must admit that i do have a lot of work that i haven't done yet so um yeah, hopefully that is something that um, I can get onto today and get finalised and get sent in because my deadline is looming. But thanks, David, for um, for the housekeeping stuff. Uh, that's hopefully got you up to date. Oh, and boxes. Um, oh, and the um, the book of the month as well. Make sure that you check out Mythmar for. Um, I don't know if the the boxes i don't know what, really what's going on with the boxes but uh but hopefully it's a, a thing now or a thing soon um and uh book of the month definitely i mean uh what is it 10 bucks or 11 bucks us or something for um the the bare basic uh deal for book of the month and then you've got like it works its way up jump on mythmart check it out what a great way to um yeah to uh to keep up to date um, with what's new coming out from uh, Dark Myth Publishing uh, and supporting the company at the same time so that we can continue with World of Myth Magazine, the podcasts, um, American Smash, um, the great books that are coming out, the great, uh, yeah, the, there's a lot going on, wonderful stuff. Uh, hats off to uh, to Dave, Steph, and the team. Um, very cool, very well done. Um, but jumping on to do, 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 the theme for the podcast. Um, yes, the uh, movie reviews. The laws go to the movies. I guess it could be. Um, and one of the things that uh, that I was thrilled to watch probably a couple of weeks ago, I went down to, um, we actually got cheap, cheap movie tickets online, which was uh, an awesome job by my darling girl, my darling wife, Bargain Queen. She, uh, she loves finding a, a bargain and to find um, movie tickets for nine bucks each for, uh, for adult or child or student or whatever. Um, I think was a massive, really good deal. And so I managed to get a ticket for myself to go with my brother-in-law 
to watch the new Dungeons and Dragons movie, Honor Among Thieves. And then um, just over Easter, my son turned 17. And uh, just as a nice thing to do, we went to the movies as a family. Um, and he and his mum ended up watching John Wick 4. And uh, me thinking that John Wick 4 is probably not the best movie for my uh, my daughters to watch. They're probably not all that keen to watch that style of movie anyway. Um, they and I ended up uh, watching the um, new Super Mario movie. So uh, I will review the Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Uh, and then I might see um, which of the girls are awake to, uh, to sort of see um, ideas from them on, uh, on how good or bad the Mario movie was. So, first of all, Honor Among Thieves. It's been many, many, many years between Dungeons and Dragons movies. And um, I don't know about any of you out there, but uh, I've been playing the game for since year 12, year 13, like late, late, late high school. I, uh, I ended up always been a fantasy fan. Um, Commodore 64 games like, uh, like Might and Magic 2. I, uh, I got banned from playing by my mother because of the acid rain spell um, that the, um, the wizard could cast. She was like, I've seen, as a lay missionary down in Papua New Guinea, I've seen the effects of, uh, of acid rain. Um, I've never really thought to, um, to question that, that statement from my mother. Uh, but she was very adamant that um, those types of things, the sort of, not that you could see the effects, it was really just words on a screen um, at the, uh, the ripe of old age of, of 13, 14. I, uh, I wasn't really thinking about that, that kind of stuff. I was just caught up in the, the whole aspect of fantasy. Loved reading fantasy stories, loved playing fantasy games. Uh, and when I got to year uh, late high school, I discovered um, a guy that was uh, was also repeating year twelve. Uh, we both did year thirteen together, um, and we were that like-minded into um, anime, um, manga, uh, fantasy novels. Uh, and then he introduced me to um, this idea of this role-playing game where you could be a, a character, you could immerse yourself in a, uh, a fantasy world uh, and act the role of uh, an orcish barbarian. Me not know. A holy warrior, a paladin. Oh, in the name of... Um, yeah, just these these great, wonderful opportunities. Uh, and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Uh, created a brand new friendship group for me. Um, and we've been playing D&D &D ever since. Um, 
I've got uh, the two Bens as my my main uh, dungeon masters, and um, yeah, they're they're uh, very talented at what they do, the adventures that they run. Um, so much fun, so much fun. The uh, I just I just loved, I still love just immersing myself in the worlds that they create, the adventures that they run. Um, and embracing the idea of being that other character. But I must admit, as a role player, it's it's very easy to sort of allow your own personality to, to influence the character. Uh, and I don't know if that's similar with writing too. Like when you're writing um, about a character, a main character... Uh, how much of you ends up in the book in influencing what that character says, what that character does, um, your own prejudices, uh, how much does that come through with the, the, the villain or the, um, the challenge set to, uh, to help the protagonist grow, um, yeah, it's just uh, be very interesting. Um, I think a real talented writer would be able to disengage and be able to create whole new personalities without allowing themselves to uh, to influence. Um, yeah, but anyway, um, on back onto uh, to the um, the movies, uh, and I would have to say it was um, it was fun as well. With uh, with the Dungeons and Dragons movie, as the dungeon master, my uh, my brother-in-law Ben did try to get the party together, like the group of players that play the characters, get us all together so that we could all meet. Because there was one guy named Matt, who's uh, who's a friend of a friend, um, but. Ben and I had never met him before. Um, and then, of course, we've got the other Ben. We've got Ben Spazano, who's also um, part of... He's the other DM that I've got, uh, other main DM. And he's also got a character in Ben's game where Matt also has a character, and Matt's the guy that we've never met. And it just so happened that Matt was able to come along to the movie uh, and bring his son, which was kind of cool. So it was nice to actually finally be able to put a name to a face, to a character, uh, and also meet Matt's Matt's son briefly, um, and then to actually sit down and to be able to watch this movie, uh, Dungeons and Dragons movie, uh, knowing fully well what sort of quality, what sort of types of films had previously been made under the banner of Dungeons and Dragons. And I know for a fact, um, Hasbro, the gaming company, uh, is now the owner of Dungeons and Dragons, owner of Wizards of the Coast. Um, it's like the follow the bouncing ball to see where the influence actually comes from. And the, it's, it's not hard to understand that Hasbro is looking for profit. Hasbro is looking to 
interest people in the game of Dungeons and Dragons by creating a great movie. They wanted to do something with a little bit in there for the fans and they're like there's characters that get mentioned that you you know uh if you're familiar with like the Forgotten Realms um gaming world gaming landscape um that's like a uh, an official Dungeons and Dragons um gaming focus i suppose um the yeah the there were there are certain elements in there that as a player familiar with that world you would be able to go ah that's that that's that that's that that's a reference to that that's a reference to that um and then there were a few times where there were certain things that they showed on screen like a magic hand made out of rocks or that sort of thing where um as a player I thought oh that's that spell um but then there were certain things that that's that hand did that I thought ah oh, my knowledge of that spell that was breaking the the rules but then my um my brother-in-law Ben who knows the rules backwards and forwards and inside and out to the point where I really really struggled to cheat um he was like no 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 it's this spell instead which is why it was able to do that 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 and that and so yeah he's he's much more familiar um uh but then we've got our our mate Damo who's uh the mutual friend of Matt and he's brought Matt into our fold um through the the adventure that we're running at the moment um Damo knows Forgotten Realms has read literally every Forgotten Realms book that's out there. Um he yeah, he he would have got if he had been there, he would have got a lot more. And I'm sure he's already seen the film by now, but he would have picked up a lot more from the watching that any of us who are not nearly as familiar with Forgotten Realms did. Um and the the other great thing about the Dungeons and Dragons movie, not not only was there like snippets in there for the fans, but it wasn't purely focused on the fans. It was like a great fantasy film that hopefully will engage a whole lot a whole new generation of, of players for Dungeons and Dragons, which I think is super duper awesome. But um it also didn't focus too much on the the non-human element of a fantasy realm. So there were elves, there were dwarves, um there were halflings, um like hobbits, uh the like the 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 elements were there, but the main members of the party were they were human or humanoid they may have been half elf they may have been um yeah for the for the most part they were they were humans um because in Dungeons and Dragons humans are quite a common 
race. Um, and yeah, there were, um, there were Dragonborn, there were, um, bird-based creatures, um, as well. There were great monsters, um, like the Dis Displacia Beast, uh, the Gelatinous Cube, um, or, um, ooze might have been might have been an ooze and anyway the um they didn't overdo it with the like you didn't have to have a, a huge knowledge of Dungeons and Dragons and of be experienced in playing the game or that sort of thing in order to enjoy the film um I thought as a fantasy film standing on its own uh I reckon it was I don't really terrific like a uh, a really good one um and um yeah my my brother-in-law ben's already gone back to to see it again uh this time with his family and uh i think um his uh his wife who's not a huge fantasy fan uh i think she sort of got into it three quarters of the way into the film um but his kids uh who are like um, preteen uh, down to um, preschool? They're, yeah, they. I think they they seem to enjoy it from uh, from what he was saying. Yeah, no, it was a good good film. Um, probably uh, maybe four four and a half stars. I I would say. Um, yeah, good fun. Um, great actors, um, great use of spells, magic, uh, just a lot of fun, very funny, um, high action, um, great character storylines, uh, and for, for the fans of D&D, I love the, the way that it sort of poked the, the fun, poked fun at the whole idea of a character's backstory, uh, and the adventure hook, and um, those sort of elements, uh, it really, really, it highlighted them in such a way that fans would find it amusing, but those that don't play the game and, uh, and aren't aware of, uh, of that sort of aspect, that sort of element, um, that would have just gone over people's heads, I think. It, it didn't really bog down the movie and it wasn't the, the focus of the movie but it got a chuckle out. You could tell in the crowd, like we were probably a half full cinema when we watched it. Um, you could tell from the crowd who played and who didn't. But at the same time, it didn't matter if you played or not. Yeah, which I think, yeah, bottom, bottom line. The, um, that, that I think is the message. Um, if you haven't seen it yet, please go out and watch it. It's a, a whole lot of fun. Um, one definitely for the fantasy, fantasy fans but one for um, movie fans in general. And then, on to... Super Mario! It's a me! <clears throat> so, I'm here with Miss Bethany Boo, and we are reviewing the Super Mario film. Why? What did you think? It was good. It was good? 
you thought it was so good that you want to get it on video, don't you? Oh, video, on DVD, so that we can watch it again. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, again, this one, I think, is one that the fans of the game will enjoy very, very much. And there's a lot of in inside jokes in there for uh, for the fans of the game. But for uh, for those that haven't played a lot of uh, Mario Kart or Super Mario or um, or that sort of thing, it's still an enjoyable film, isn't it? Yeah, there's a nod of the head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what were your favourite parts? What did you like most about it? I don't know. Did you like the family? They yeah, they they've taken the concept of the Mario brothers and they've built a family around them, haven't they? Yeah. Cuz I I'd never really come across the the mother, the father, uh the big Italian style family. They've got a um, uh, an enemy as well, I suppose, in the real world. Spike. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting, bringing in that, that sort of character um, and giving them, um, Luigi and Mario, an incentive to, um, to grow up and to, um, to achieve something in their lives because of that through through the character Spike um, and the, the way that he treats Luigi and Mario but I think all, all in all yeah, a, a very interesting film very well done it, um, it kind of explores the, the concepts of the different games like um Super Mario, um, Mario Kart, uh, Luigi's Mansion, sort of hints at that a bit too, doesn't it? When was it hinting Luigi's Mansion? So when Luigi goes into the other world and he's doing the stuff with his torch, he's in the dark forest... And then he runs into this big building. Hmm, he gets sort of sucked into the house. Sucked? Or he, yeah, he sort of r- rushes he gets in. backed into the house yeah. by the monsters. Yeah, and then the door sh- slams shut behind him. Um, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit late for that. It's a bit late for that. But yes, um, so the... Yeah, the sort of ideas, um, and then there's uh, the way that they introduce Donkey Kong, too. And I reckon there's um, what is there? There's a game, one of the I games. My favorite bits were probably cat costume and raccoon costume. Yes, they were pretty cool. The way that they sort of hinted at. Um, at those and the way that they could be used and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. Uh, 
There are a few weird bits in there too. Some of the stuff that Bowser does. Yeah. yeah. But but all in all, and I mean that's Jack Black being Jack Black too, I suppose. Yeah. 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 Which was which was a bit funny, uh a bit odd. But um yeah, all all in all, um good film, good times. Uh, loved hanging out with my daughters and yeah, finding a, a film that we, uh, we all could enjoy. And, um, yes, the, we've also been watching, or you've been watching some family films on, uh, on Netflix as well. Haven't we? Can you remember any of those? There was a dog one, wasn't there? Dog. Yeah, oh, there was one about a dog psychic. Oh yeah, that was a good movie. That was good, but it was weird. Yeah, I liked that one. It was very, very odd. It's I think you lucky dog. You yes, you lucky dog on Netflix. Um, no, Disney Plus. Oh, Disney Plus is it? Yeah. Okay, if you're, it's it was probably in the same sort of vein as Flubber. What's Flubber? Flubber's one with um 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 um. um, um Oh, who's that comedian? Um, it's the one about the... Um, Don't pr- bother, I probably won't know them. Professor invents the green goo that comes alive and bounces around. Oh. Then it ends I don't know up... what Flubber is. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I would say uh, You Lucky Dog was kind of, kind of in that slapstick weird sort of vein but it was good it was yeah very very silly very very funny um and then what was the uh another one that you've been watching there was some christian film as well about getting lost in the forest oh um family camp yeah i think it was called that could be where they go to some church camp and they get lost in the forest. Yes. Yeah, that was a bit of a weird one too. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Yeah, definitely. The first thing he does when he meets them is like crack him on the back because he's a chiropractor. Oh yeah? Okay. I think I missed half yeah, of that because that I was at the Dungeons and Dragons movie. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But yes, there, there there have been a few um, interesting films, and uh, that Otter thing carried the movie. He was the best character. Yes, there was like a a um, CGI like almost like a um, ground groundhog. Yeah, like a CGI groundhog. Yeah, he was the best character. Yes, yep, bit of slapstick fun, bit silly. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was good. Oh, oh, can I show you something just quickly? Um, I just want to show my daughter a, uh, a cover concept for my book that's coming out soon called The Neighbour, which is going to be uh, published by Dark Myth Publishing um, at mm-hmm. the beginning of next month, I believe. Everything's still on schedule. As uh, long as I pull my finger out and actually get done the, um, the background stuff 
that I need to do. I've got a uh, like a blurb and a um, dedication page and a few other things that I need to do. Um, Steph's been amazing in uh, in editing the um, the manuscript and completely changing the tense. Love you, Steph. You are awesome, 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 awesome. Um, and also for coming to the rescue with the uh, the cover image as well. You've done an incredible job, in my opinion, Steph. And I just wanted to check with Boo to see what you think about... Da, 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 bum, bum, this. What are your first thoughts? That it's like a photo of a real boy in front of an animated background. Yeah, the um, I think the uh the fantasy background or um what's happening on the horizon. Um, yeah, I think it's the in my opinion as well the the boy. The image of the boy just sort of seems so real, uh, and I think that works. Yeah, that works well with the idea and the concepts of the story. Also, is that it's somebody from the real world going into a fantasy realm. Um, yeah, it's ho- hopefully it's a cover that will interest people. Um, and I, I was looking for the way that I've tried to write the stories. I've tried to write it as a gender neutral, something, it's a, a story I was hoping that a girl could pick up and think that the main character was a girl or a boy could pick up and think that the main character was a boy. Um, I purposely tried to stay away from specific pronouns, but I think the names that I chose for the character and the names that get used used throughout the story, I think are more male when you initially read through the manuscript. So I think, um, Steph, you've done well with picking the images for the cover. Um, and I'm thoroughly looking forward to working with Dark Myth, going through the... Um, the contract hopefully today and um thoroughly looking at the uh sending through today as well the other aspects the other elements that um that we need to uh to move forward with this project to keep it on schedule uh and uh hopefully you will all see it very 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 soon in um mythmark.com uh and with any luck fingers crossed uh, hopefully you'll be willing to uh, to buy a copy and see uh, see just what can come out of... Oh, Max has got his tongue out a little bit. Aww, Aww And see what exactly it is that um, can come out of my mind. Uh, yeah, just, uh, just final thoughts, looking back, the, um, the whole idea of this story coming out of um 
like my writing in my my late primary school early high school days and the fact that um what nearly thirty five years on i suppose i would say thirty thirty to thirty five years on to actually um when I initially wrote the story i uh I never dreamed that it would actually become a book uh and so now yeah the I'm just super duper excited boyish glee uh to uh yeah to be uh be going down this path to actually have it become a novel um something that you can physically hold uh and and read and pop on the bookshelf um or if you're more into the uh the digital element um something that you can download and uh and flick through and uh, and have a look at so um that's super exciting for me um it's been fun uh and will still be a, a lot of fun being part of anthologies and having poetry and uh, and short stories published um that way but this is something personal this is something that um that is me and me alone uh bit dawning um because yeah now uh now it comes down to um to self promotion and self publishing um not self publishing sorry self promotion and how well um i can market me as well as the story that's uh that's going to be a challenge but yeah hopefully a fun one so looking forward to that um thank you boo for your input on uh on the mario movie um and uh yeah hopefully we will see some um some movie reviews in the april edition of the world of myth magazine and then don't forget that it is uh, is then taking a short hiatus um with the next edition the uh the ebook edition um out in the end of september so yeah lots and lots of exciting things happening in uh in the world of dark myth publishing and uh and the world of myth as well so that's me signing off boo signing off and um yeah we will uh hopefully have a um a new podcast podcast 220 available for you to listen to um at the uh the very beginning of uh our school holidays isn't it yeah super exciting lots going on uh plenty ahead bye for now <laughs>